Welcome back to Kaidan, Japanese Scary Stories. This is Ryoko. And this is Kat. This week we are back to some ghost stories again. Mm. And one... Not ghost. Not ghost, but something to think about story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like parent related. (laughs) (laughs) So hope you enjoy these. Uh, Here's the first story. This story is from Nakayama Kota. He is a comedian and scary storyteller. That <laughs> I originally found his stories on Okua's tournament, like the mm. scary story tournament. Mm. And he has some really, really like haunting stories. <laughs> this is one of them. And so he said he has had multiple experiences seeing ghosts in the past, but it's something that he doesn't really like bring up with people because... Like, one, as a comedian, it doesn't really, there's never, like, a right moment to bring it up. And also, like, two, like, most of the time he has seen them, he hasn't really been, like, scared. Mm -hmm. So when he, the first time ever that he said he saw a ghost, he was 15 years old. And he was with his friend Saito, and they were just, like, talking and hanging out, like, on the sidewalk somewhere. When an old woman and old man appeared right next to him. And, like... It didn't seem like they walked over next to them. It just seemed like they suddenly appeared (laughs) next Mm -hmm. to them. And both the old woman and the man kind of had like a bluish pale complexion. Or he said they looked exactly like how ghosts are portrayed in those like reenactment segments on scary story shows. (laughs) So he was saying he suspects that the person who came up with how ghosts look like in those probably actually can see ghosts. Because he's like, it it looked exactly like that. So he said when he saw the old couple, he immediately thought to himself or knew like, oh, these are ghosts. So him and his friend kind of just like whispered to each other and like, hey, like those are ghosts, right? Like, (laughs) like, yeah, definitely. Those are ghosts. (laughs) That's when suddenly the old woman asks them if they could guide her and the old man to the nearest Shinto shrine. So he and his friends like, oh, yeah, sure. And they walked them over to the closest Shinto shrine. And when they got to the front gates, the old man, who like never spoke a word this whole time, just like slid through the gate like he was skating and like disappeared. But like he wasn't that shocked because like him and his friend already knew that these were ghosts. Mm. So they had suspected something like this probably would happen if mm. they brought them there. And the grandma who was still there, like, turned to them and said, like, oh, thank you so much for guiding us here. We actually own a takoyaki restaurant, like, one town over in front of the Hikaria supermarket. So, like, please come by. Like, we want to treat you to some food. You're dead. (laughs) Well, well, they were like, oh, thank you, thank you. And the old woman just, like, walked through the gates. And, like, later he asked his mom, like, hey, like, is there a takoyaki restaurant in front of the supermarket, Hikaria? And his mom replied, like, yeah, there is. And she was like, oh, wait, like, no. (laughs) Like, so horrible what happened to it. Like, three years ago, the restaurant burned down. And the Mm. grandma and grandpa who owned it, like, died in their restaurant. So he said, like, he went to check that spot and it was, like, an empty lot. Mm. So, and he was like, that was the first time he's seen a ghost. So, like, personally, he said it wasn't that scary of an experience for him. Just, like, sad. Did they go to the Shinto shrine to, like, move Move on, on, I think. Mm. And, yeah, maybe, I'm not sure if, like, from the sound of it, it almost sounds like she didn't realize she was dead yet, right? Yeah. 
but maybe the husband knew knew and didn't say anything <laughs> yeah but like, we'll just go, like let's just go to a shinto shrine yeah and she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so he said um like the first time he saw the ghost like he knew it was a ghost and it also he knew they had an aura that feels like you can't touch them mm. and like they can't touch you either like mm. he just he's like that's like a feeling that i got from this old couple and so that's just the beginning part of this story <laughs> like he's like this the main part of the story is like this next part which is like so that's the overall image he had of what a ghost is he's like mm-hmm. this next experience like totally like changed my view of what a ghost <laughs> is or like what supernatural beings are because i just assumed they were all going to be like the old woman old man mm-hmm. So he says, like, in the town he grew up in, there is kind of a well-known, like, spa land. I don't think we have them here. We have, like, spas. But, like, in Japan, they have these spa lands. Like, it's, there's, like, a sauna and... Oh, like, the like Korean a, spa? Like, kinda? Korean spa situation. But it's, like, more, um, there's, like, a pool, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go swimming. And they do, like, massages and, like, mm-hmm. body scrubs. It is, like, a regular spa, but they have, like, pools and stuff where kids can go and hang out, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a very well-known one in his hometown. And one of his classmates in middle school, during his visit to the spa land, he, at one point, like, jumped into the pool. But after he jumped in, he didn't come up out of the water for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. And a few moments later he floated up to the surface like face down oh no and since then he's been paralyzed from the waist down and he like apparently he damaged his spine like severely damaged and he still like needs to move around in a wheelchair to this day and like two years after that happened this is again at this same spa land there was these two boys he was friends with and let's just call them boy a and boy b And, like, they didn't go to the same middle school, but they were friends through, like, other connections. So one day they decided to go to the spa land together. And this is, like, all during the day. And, like, they were just swimming and, like, you know, playing by the pool. And once again, just like what happened to his classmate, boy A jumped into the pool and then, like, disappeared for a while and then floated up to the surface. The only difference is boy A passed away. Mm -hmm. He broke his neck. And while they were taking him to the hospital, he passed away in the ambulance. Mm. So when something like this happens, like a lot of people put blame to the boy who survived. Mm -hmm. Kept telling him like, like, how could this happen? Like, were you guys fooling around? Like Mm. by the pool, you were probably doing something dangerous. Like you should have stopped him before he did something like stupid and stuff like that. And they were all kind of blaming him. And so this was happening, like, he he was there, he was watching this go down, where, like, all of his other friends, so this boy's other friends are all just, like, blaming this one boy. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, boy B is like, like, I want to talk to Kota about something. Mm-hmm. And he, like, pointed him out. And this was odd, because, yes, he's, like, friends with boy A and boy B, but the other guys there were, like, much closer friends to them than mm-hmm. he was. He was, like, more of an acquaintance. So it was so weird that the boy B, like, pulled him aside, like, wanting to talk to him, like, alone. So then he just is like, okay, sure. So they walk over to, like, another room, and they, like, close the door. And right away, boy B, like, asks him, like, hey, Kota, like, you can see supernatural things, right? And he replies, like, he's like, well, I have seen a ghost, like, once. (laughs) 
I don't know if that means like I can see other stuff too, but like I've only seen it once. And his, the boy bee, his friend is just like, no, I can see supernatural things. So I can tell that you can't do. And like this thing I'm about to tell you, like I thought only a person who has had experience seeing supernatural things would believe me. So that's why I called you over, like not everyone else. And so what he heard from him was that boy A and boy B were swimming and playing in the pool normally. And boy A walked over to stand at the edge of the pool to jump in. When boy A stood by the edge, that's when boy B said he saw a man with no eyes, no nose, and no mouth, who was like red head to toe, like run out of the men's locker area towards boy A. And like the running was more like skating or gliding, like super fast. And once he got to where boy A was, he picked up boy A and slammed him into the water head first. And afterwards, he glided over to boy B, like all the way up to his face. And even though he didn't have any eyes, nose or mouth, like the man's shoulders were shaking like he was laughing. Oh, gosh. And boy B said that after that, he like passed out. So hearing this from boy B, he asked his friend who had gotten crippled two years prior if he had like seen anything. And his friend was like, I never saw any red man or anything. And like, personally, he says he doesn't want to believe that these two things were caused by the same red man. Mm. But the similarities about the two incidents are very, very, like, it's very similar and very odd. Mm -hmm. And also, along with these two incidents that he knows that happened at this spotland, he said he suddenly remembered how a long time ago, his cousin's uncle had collapsed using the sauna at the same spotland. And... There was something his uncle said about that whole incident that suddenly like popped into his head. And his uncle said he had been like drinking kind of and then he like pushed himself too hard in the sauna and he like collapsed. But he said he was saved and he's like, oh, I think it was like an employee or something. But yeah, like a man wearing like an odd uniform. He was dressed head to toe in like a red uniform, picked me up and took me out of the sauna and like placed me outside of the sauna Mm. when I like collapsed in the sauna. So then now he's just like this red man that like shows up at this spa land who's like, who'll save you, but also hurt you. Maybe he just doesn't like like kids. <laughs> and he's like, the scary part is he still can't figure out what, like, what are the intentions? Like, why, yeah. why does he do this? And like, how does he decide mm-hmm. to like help or not help? And so he's like, yeah, that's the scariest part for me. And then he's like, the only thing I can say now is that that spa land is still in business. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I don't want to affect their business. So I'm not going to say like the name of the spa land, nor like, please don't try to look for it in my hometown. But I'm just going to tell you that it's like in business still. (laughs) Just Mm. don't jump in the pool. Yeah, maybe the the red man's just like, mm, if you're messing around, I'm going to get you. <laughs> but I don't know, just jumping into the pool, is that messing around? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like if you're a kid, he doesn't like And it children. doesn't seem like he gets every person who jumps into the yeah. pool. It's like random, right? Mm. So it's kind of a creepy, like, I mean, even if he is there to save you, it's creepy. Mm. It's like, like on a, a whim. I mean, can you imagine, like, you pass out at the sauna, and then you kind of open your eyes and you see, like, a man with no eyes, no nose, no mouth, pass. red, all red, <laughs> carrying you out of the sauna? That's a horror story. I mean, he saved him, but... At least the other guy's like, interesting uniform. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, if you try to jump in, like, it might come out and slam you into the pool, <laughs> which is not great <laughs> either. so sad for um the, the boy that the died. Boy yeah, that died and sad. then the boy that was, like, crippled. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just such a random thing. Yeah. Such a freak accident. Freak accident. Yeah. So... And that spa land's still there. It's still there somewhere in, I think uh, he's from the Osaka, like Kansai region, mm-hmm. like <laughs> in the suburbs. So <laughs> maybe someone will <laughs> go there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Very creepy. This story is from Yamayu. Um, he's a scary storyteller from, not from Thriller Night, but I heard this on Thriller Night's 100 story. Mm -hmm. And this is a story from his childhood that's like filled with a lot of, like for him, just brings up a lot of unanswered questions from his childhood. Mm -hmm. So he's originally from Hokkaido. And I mean, he was born in Kobe and then raised in Hokkaido. But during the summer break of his second year in middle school, his father got transferred to Tokyo. So... His whole family moved with him to Tokyo, and he's lived in Tokyo ever since. But the summer he moved to Tokyo, the first difference he realized was in Hokkaido, like even Kobe, the tap water tasted really good. So when he moved to Tokyo, he was super shocked at how nasty the water tasted to him. (laughs) And he kept telling his parents, like, the water tastes bad, the water tastes bad. But his parents just kept telling him, like, it can't be helped. Like, this is a big apartment complex, so the tap water is probably just coming from the water tank on the roof. Like, that's probably why it doesn't taste good. Mm. Like, in Hokkaido, it's, like, linked to, like, an actual water source or something somewhere. Yeah. So it can't be helped. Like, just tough it out. Just drink what you can. So eventually, he just convinced himself, like, tried convincing himself that that was just, you know, he it can't be helped. But not even a month later, they found out that someone had thrown a dead cat into the water tank. That was supposed to be locked. (laughs) And he said after that, he was like only able to drink tap water or use tap water if it was like boiled. Like for a long time or purified. I don't even think I would handle boiled or purified. I'd be like, I'm sorry environment, it's bottled from here on. Or like at least uh, when I was growing up, my parents also didn't like the tap water. So we we had one of those big like like, tanks jugs that we'd like go and refill the water from actually maybe it was just but i mean you have to like shower and stuff so eventually you'll have to use the cat water is he boiling the water before he shower (laughs) yeah but yeah dead carcass water is so so gross so horrible so his summer already started on a super rough start and he said like the water like pretty much before he knew what had happened when he was drinking it he said the water tasted like almost fishy with like hints of iron and it like just tasted so bad Mm. then around the same time one day he said he was taking um a bath and he was like washing his hair when he heard a super loud like banging noise like somebody was banging the ceiling of the bath area he was too scared to look up but he was like preparing to slowly look around him when he was suddenly hit by this intense intense like stench Mm. and suddenly all he can smell is this like intense rotten smell and it smelled so bad like it made him gag and this is after the cat incident so this is after the cat incident (laughs) (laughs) he suddenly gets hit in the bath with this like super super horrible smell 
and it like won't go away and he kind of shouted mm-hmm. like he was just like oh like what is this and his father was home at the time so he his father like ran over to him in the bath and was like what's wrong what's wrong like you shouted right now and and now that his father was here he like turned off the water and was like feeling bolder about looking around the bath area so he like looked up and around but there's like nothing out of the ordinary around him mm-hmm. but the rotten smell was still in the air so he asked his father like dad does it really stink in here right now and his dad like kind of stops and like laughs a little and says like oh like haha like this smell yeah it stinks this is the smell of the guy who lives next door like he really stinks Mm -hmm. and his father just like continues to laugh so this apartment they live in was a company apartment so the man who lived next door to them was a co-worker of his father it was a single man in his 50s And he wasn't that good at his job, so he was kind of used as, like, a miscellaneous menial tasks guy around the company, which is (laughs) sad. (laughs) So it's really sad. (laughs) And at the apartment complex, like, people talked about him behind his back. So it's, like, really sad. That sucks when you live in, like, a company (sighs) apartment. Like, everyone's just gossiping, and you're just, like... They're gossiping about you from work back to home. Back like, to home. That's never torture. Yeah, it. horrible, horrible. And then at the time, like when he lived there, his father was actually uh, in the apartment. At least he was. He had the highest position in the company. Mm. Who lived in that apartment complex? So whenever he would bump into the man who lived next door, the man would say things like, "Oh, like welcome back, young master," and kind of that kind of thing. Like <laughs> he really like. <laughs> Lay it on thick. Lay it on thick. And, like, he... It made him uncomfortable. Like, it kind of creeped him out a little. Yeah. Because he was so, like... I don't know, like... (laughs) Like, treating him so special. And Mm -hmm. it was, like, kind of creepy to him. But, like, it's true he wasn't really, like, liked by anyone at his job or the apartment. But it wasn't, like, he was a bad person or anything. Mm -hmm. He was just kind of a regular middle-aged man. Mm. So... It shocked him when he heard his dad laugh and say, like, he's he really stinks. And so he didn't know what to reply, so he just kept quiet and his, like, dad left. So the next day, he saw the man in the hallway. So the thing his father said the night before was still, like, stuck in his head. So as they passed each other, he, like, casually sniffed the man. <laughs> and, like, he knew that it was rude, but he, like, yeah. just, like, casually sniffed him as they passed each other. And like he thought, like, the man didn't stink at all. Like, mm-hmm. he just didn't smell of anything. So then he thought to himself, like, oh, yeah, like, he doesn't stink at all. Like, I wonder why my dad would say something like that. Mm-hmm. So about a month later in August, after uh, Obon break, so the first day back after the break, the man who lived next door didn't show up to work. Mm-hmm. So later that day, he didn't call in either. So then later that day, another coworker went to do, like, a welfare check on him and, like, found him dead in this apartment. Oh, no. And it seemed to have, he like, he seemed to have died from a heart attack or something like early on during the Obon break. And since it was summertime, like his body had rotted faster than usual. Oh no. And it was just a horrible, horrible situation. Uh. And like Obon break is not that long. I want to say it's like a little over a week or like a week. So yeah. Oh, really, really sad. And so he like found out about all this later on like for the first time like his parents told him about it and that's how he found out because the apartment was like made out of concrete Mm -hmm. so it's not like they heard or smelled anything from next door like Mm -hmm. during that whole week 
But after, like, his parents told him this, like, his father turned to him laughing and said, see, I told you, he stinks. What the heck? And he said his father was one of the kindest, like, most gentle person he's ever known. So seeing and hearing this reaction from him, like, scared him, like, to his core. And he thought, like, why why would he say something so horrible? Like, and he was just, like, too scared to ask at that point. It's just, oh my gosh, can you imagine? Like, even with cement, like, that's... A dead body next no, to no, your no. home That's... for like a week. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Horrible, horrible. Oh. And then his dad's reaction, yeah. like extra oh, horrible. So cold. <laughs> extra horrible. So he said his father unfortunately already passed away when he was like in college from cancer. Mm-hmm. But when his father was still alive, he had like gone to visit the hospital where he was. And they were, like, talking about, like, old times and, like, memories they had together and stuff. And he suddenly, like, remembered that incident with the neighbor. Mm-hmm. So he asked his dad, like, oh, dad, do you remember that summer, like, we moved into the company apartment and how, like, I was saying the water tasted bad and there was that dead cat in the tank. And then there was, like, that time I was taking a bath and it smelled really bad. And, like, you said this and this. And then, you know, the neighbor died and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, just casually asking his father about this. So his father remembers, like, all those things that had happened. Mm -hmm. But, like, he firmly insists and says, like, there's no way I would say something so horrible about another person. Mm -hmm. And then if anything, he, like, kind of got angry at him for even implying that he would be able to say something like this about another person. Yeah. And he was, like, angrily saying, like, there's no way. There was no way I would say something so horrible. Like, how could you think yeah. that I would? But the whole time he was saying this, he had a huge smile on his face. Oh, God. And so creepy. his father's smiles creeped him out so much that he decided not to dig in any further about this and never was able to ask again before his father passed. So this is a memory he has with his father that still, like, leaves a lot of unanswered questions. That's so creepy. So creepy. Why was he smiling? Like, I don't know. It brings up a lot of questions like, did his dad have something to do with it next door? Like, maybe not, but, like... Were they... I don't know. Like, if he's... If that guy next door was kind of like, like a... What is it? The term? Like, golfer? Mm-hmm. Like the the one where like everyone just like uses to do like menial do, tasks, yeah, yeah, errands and stuff. And if his dad was like a higher position, I don't Did know if there's like bullying. Did his dad like bully him in the company? Maybe so. It's like he gets some kind of amusement. That's so creepy. From... That's so nasty. And it's like he's like front, like I don't know. He has to have like a front of like a kind man, but like inside he was just like bullying the guy like crazy. Oh my gosh, that's so he, like can't even so keep scary. his like smile out of the happiness oh of that man's gosh. death. I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's so... so creepy. Can you imagine? Like for this man, he said he's father, like best father that he could have. He's like so kind, but this one thing really scared him. Yeah. Like, did he really know his father? Yeah. Like, he is... only knew this weird mask that his father put on all the time? Secretly inside his dad. And was he, like, was sociopath. able to see behind the mask, like, a couple times. And it's so scary. Oh, my gosh. So scary. Oh no, that's so creepy. That's so creepy. Like, yeah, the first time I heard this story, I had, like, shivers. <laughs> Shivering listening to the story. It's kind of like you, you sometimes, like, yeah, you can't be sure if you know like a person even if they're even if they're family yeah like and like i i don't know like i'm sure this is for any 
culture too but like especially asian fathers yeah it's like they really keep it in and they, they don't really tell in. a lot like like you know they love you but like when you try to like ask i mean with like mothers they want to like tell you everything about yeah. like everything they felt like growing up everything their memories but like dad there's like a barrier so. yeah everything i know about my dad is like through other people, mm-hmm. like my mom. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. my brother, like, tried to find out more for, like, a school project. So he, like, interviewed mm. my dad. <laughs> well, no, my dad told him. But I think it was kind of like, oh. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think I told you before he, like, was in a, like, re-education camp yeah, when he like was younger. Time, so that yeah. that's probably pretty rough. And you don't really want to tell your mm-hmm. kids that. But, yeah, like. Yeah, Asian dads are usually just, like, really quiet. <laughs> Very quiet. About their past. And, like, even when they are kind, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, who, who knows? <laughs> this makes me think of another um, story. It's, like, a super short one that also, like, kind of I can never forget. Like, this guy was saying his dad was dying of cancer. It was, like, literally his deathbed. Mm-hmm. His All his kids, like... His wife, like, everyone's around him. They're all crying. And they're just like, oh, dad, like, you know, don't go. And stuff like that. Yeah. And his dad, like, kind of, like, opens his eyes and is about to, like, say his last words. Yeah. And his last words is, like, he's, like, looking not at his family. He's, like, looking at the ceiling, like, Uh up somewhere. And he's, like, but I already killed you. (gasps) And then he died after that. What? And everyone was, like, silent. (laughs) Like, like, can you super like, awkward silence after that i'm just like imagining like a whole family crying and then they're like what <laughs> yeah and then he said later on like his mom told him it's like oh my gosh like a long long time ago when your father was super young he was like a suspect in a murder but they cleared his name mm. <laughs> and just like silence <laughs> guess he did it guess he did it and he saw something out of his guilt oh but like that's so crazy did he see something out of his guilt or was that a ghost that's been by his side this whole time (laughs) yeah so that kind of thing where it's like you like do you really know (laughs) do you really know hopefully you do but like there's these situations where you're just like oh my gosh (laughs) like so you see, like, you catch a glimpse of, like, another side of... Yeah, yeah, I feel For like... this, these two stories, you see the bad side. Yeah, I feel like as a kid, you kind of, like, forget that your parents were, like, somebody else before they became your parents. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, his dad, before he became a parent, was a serial killer. <laughs> or no, <laughs> or just not... a murderer. Just... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One person. One person. <laughs> Horrible. That he was suspected for. <laughs> was cleared but clearly (laughs) so yeah really creepy interesting creepy story Mm, the double sides of a parent (laughs) the double sides of a parent (laughs) so creepy yeah so that's it for kaidan this week hope you enjoyed those stories (laughs) creepy (laughs) creepy stories so creepy (laughs) yeah but yeah, like always, please follow our Instagram, Instagram. at Kite on Scary Stories. And I don't know, we've thank you for all the kind messages. Yeah, thank you so much for sending all the messages. This, I mean, is a hundred percent a passion project, and <laughs> yeah, we just thought it would be like fun our to friends do. Listening. But yeah, I'm glad that some people enjoy, and yeah. we'll probably just keep doing it. 
<laughs> we have a lot of stories, so yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Listening. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week.